agreement this morning, a corporate anointing this morning, God, Lord, in the name of Jesus, almighty God, we thank you for it in advance, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We see through the eyes of the Spirit, God, that you're doing a mighty work, Lord. Help us to hold on, to wait on you, God, this morning, God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank you for it, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. I'm good morning. Good morning. All right now. I'm Minister Lily Bead and I'm here to welcome our our first time guests, our regular guests. We thank everybody for coming today to lift up the name of Jesus. That's what we're here for. Amen. So let's lift him up. Amen. Because he's so good to us. If you look outside, you see what a beautiful day God has given us. Amen. And give him praise for that. We thank you, Lord. My name is Minister Lily B, and I'm here to welcome you and pray for us. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Father God, we invoke the spirit of the Holy Spirit today. God, we ask you to anoint every individual in this church today in the name of Jesus. Father God, we ask you to, for a fresh anointing on the man of God today that's bringing the word today, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it in the name of Jesus. Father God, give us a spirit of praise tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for all that you've done. We all thank you for what you are doing in our lives. God, we thank you, Lord God. We just give you praise, God, because you're so real in our spirits today. We say, Holy Spirit, have your way in this place today. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, you turn lives around, God. You heal bodies, God. You renew minds today in the name of Jesus. And God, we give you glory and honor and praise because it is so in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Come on and stand on your feet and give God some praise. As she just said, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it and be glad. While we're rejoicing, can we celebrate the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Make some noise right there.
you all again this morning on behalf of your event planning committee just to stand before you to make uh, to give you a reminder because we have already announced that we are celebrating our pastor's annual his anniversary his 27th year anniversary amen so we've asked you to save the dates which is june 2nd 3rd and 4th for a weekend of activities so i just want to give you a quick announcements about those activities and encourage you to be a part of the celebration to honor our pastor. Amen. So on Friday night, and you know, this is a celebration or an honor to recognize Pastor Darrell for all that he has done. But we don't want to forget his wife because she walks alongside him, supporting him, allowing him to support us and to help us. So on Friday night, we're going to come together here in the sanctuary as we normally do for our prayer service. And we're going to lift Sister Elizabeth up in prayer for, uh, for an hour. We're going to have prayer with Sister Elizabeth. Um, we'll have some of our ministers here and some of the guest ministers as well to pray for her and pray with her because she, we all know she's praying for us as well as her family. So we're going to pray with her as well. And then we'll go over to the Family Life Center and Executive Lobby and we'll have a reception where you can shower her as only she deserves to be showered, okay? You can bring your gifts. We'll have some refreshments for you. But we're going to spend some time to love on Sister Elizabeth that Friday evening over in the Family Life Center. Then Saturday we'll come back um, at 6 p.m. over in the, the gym and we're going to have an international celebration to honor our international pastor. Amen. Amen. We are asking that every ministry in the church participate. Um, you can choose your country, and we're going to thank Pastor Dara in so many ways. The goal is 100 ways, so y'all got to help us out. 100 ways to say thank you to Pastor Dara. So you can come in your dress representing the country of your choice. Um, speak it, dress it, act it out however you want to do. We're going to thank him, and the event planning committee is working hard to give you an international dinner for the night, okay? So we need you ministries. You can see me outside along with some other members of the event planning committee outside in the foyer um, to, to sign up to let us know which country you're going to represent and how we're going to um, honor Pastor Dara. And that is also the opportunity for your ministry and individuals to, uh, to bless Pastor Dara with your gift. So we're excited. We're going to come back Sunday morning for our eight, regular 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. worship service as we have a guest um, pastor here um, will come and minister to us at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. Apostle Don Banks, who is from the Realness Cathedral in Monroe. Um, some of you may know because we visited um, with them a few weeks or a couple months back. So they are coming here and we want to be hospitable. We want to show them some love. So we want you all to come back for the 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. And he's, they're bringing their church. So we need to be here to receive them, Zion Hill. Amen. Amen. So again, a reminder, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th to come out and celebrate Pasadero. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. It's time for us to honor God with our giving. I thank God for our spirit of excitement. He's always blessed to give. 
uh, please permit me to remind you when you come to church, there are some things that you must do. If not, you have not been to church. You can be here physically and not be present. And a lot of people do that. Even in the school system, you can send your kids to school and you drop them off or the bus, school bus drop them off, but they were not there. So how do you know you've been to church? On your part, the first thing you have to do, by the way, there are three things that you must do. How many things? And there are three things that your pastor is commanded to do. So you need to pay attention to those three things that you do. And also you have to pay attention to those three things that your pastor is commissioned to do. What are the three things that you have to do? Number one, you have to worship. I cannot do that for you. If you come to church and you didn't praise God, you didn't worship him, you might as well mark your name absent. I hate to tell you, a lot of people come Sunday after Sunday. They never attend church. I'm already preaching, by the way. The Bible is not complicated at all. You can be here physically and not here. Make sure. It doesn't matter whether it's this church or any church you went to. What are you supposed to do? Make sure you worship God. Number two, make sure you give. Because giving is receiving. You'll be amazed how many people show up and they just watch the plate pass by. In fact, a lot of preachers, out of ignorance, they will pray, they will say, God bless those who give. God bless those who, who show up and do, don't give. And I'm saying, Lord, please don't send lightning thunder to strike this idiot. No. You are giving an opportunity to give. It's for your future. It's for your children's future. Without seed in the ground, you don't expect an harvest. Tell somebody I got it. The third thing you have, you have, you're supposed to do when you come to church is to hear the word of God. So you worship, you give, and you hear. Many people came, but they didn't hear a thing. The devil will make sure you're distracted. That's, that's his job. Right? So always make sure I cannot do that for you. I love all my children in the natural, in the spirit, but these are things you have to do for yourself. All my clear? Now, guess what I do? Number one, 
I am commanded to feed God's sheep. So, whoever is your pastor, doesn't have to be me, whoever. If that man of God, that woman of God doesn't feed the congregation, you don't have a pastor. You have somebody holding the office, but no, you do not have a pastor. Feed my sheep. That's my number one job. All right? The second thing I'm commanded to do, believe it or not, is to speak to your finances. Because God hates poverty. There are many people I met here, they were poor, they were struggling. One of my greatest joys is to see progress, to see the word of God taking root. So when it's time for offering, pay very close attention to what your pastor have to say. All right? What he's saying is not just suggestions. <laughs> a spokesman a mouthpiece for almighty God so God said I choose you after my own heart whatever you bind I will bind it and whatever you lose he said he will lose it so your finances is very very important to me and the third thing I'm supposed to do for you is to pray for you. Always pay attention every time you come to church. You can call it any program you want. Sometimes you call it church, annual, pastor, annual, prayer meeting. It don't matter what you call it. A true pastor, those three things, that's what he does. So don't miss it. All right? It's time now for us to give. Amen. And the word of God for all of us is to get out of poverty. What did I say we need to do? Now, nobody is going to come and drag you out. You have to purpose it in your heart to get out. So the question is, how do you get out? First, you need to know for the record, I have been poor, so I know what I'm talking about. These are not suggestions, all right? So how do you get out? First of all, you have to know, I came to church one day, and I experienced this. As big as this building is, what you know here is dark. No light is on, all right? So... You also need to know sometimes I come here just to pray, just to hang out with God, you know. But when I come, there are no ushers here, no deacons, no deaconesses. So guess what I need to do to be able to function in this room? I have to turn on the light. So poverty is a form of darkness. Are you listening to me? So the only way you get out of poverty 
guess what you need to do? You got to turn on the light. So many of you are giving your tithes and you're giving offering, but you're still in darkness. The reason why you give your tithes and your offering is because you're doing it out of obedience. That's like I can tell a little kid, get up, if not I'll whoop you. And he gets up. But that doesn't mean he understands why am I getting up. So the first thing to move out of poverty is to turn on the light. Change your thinking. You've got to see yourself rich. If you cannot see it, it will never happen. That light must be switched on. You got it? The Bible put it this way. Arise and shine. Guess what has come? The light. The light has come. When the light comes, every darkness is going to go. With no dime in your pocket. Once you see yourself wealthy, no devil can make you poor. Turn on the light. How do you do it? It's very simple. Hang around people who are already where you're trying to go. I hate to tell you this. Have you noticed most of my friends? Why do you think I hang around TDJs? There are plenty of preachers in this town. Many of them are just as broke as I am. So what can they do for me? I love them. They love me. We greet. We all we fellowship together. But when it comes to friendship, you're going to find me in Augusta, Georgia. Creflo Dollar. Are you listening to me? Everybody need a mentor. You need somebody who has done what you try to do. Hang around that woman. Hang around that man. Watch what they do. Pay attention. They think differently. They talk differently. They act differently. They spend their time differently. All of a sudden, before you realize it, you're going to be living and thinking and acting just like who you are hanging around. That's right, man. It's so simple to get out of poverty. Another thing you can do is to read. Read. Guess the kind of book I was reading. Any book written by billionaires, I want to see how they think. I've been poor all my life, so what would I need a poverty book for? I'm already an expert on poverty. So I want to know, as much as I disagree with people like Mr. Trump, 
and people like this, this guy with the Twitter, all of these precious people. I want to learn their secret and use it for the glory of God. There are Christian millionaires. I spent the whole of last week reading about LeBron James. Never met the man. But he's a billionaire. I want to know how does he turn an ordinary basketball game to an empire? You see how these things work? You are what you think. The Bible says a man think it. So whatever you feed your spirit, that's what you're going to become. You cannot pay me to hang around people who are struggling. I will love them. I will help them. And I enjoy doing that. But I moved from that neighborhood. I love the Africans. But when I get there, I shut my mouth and watch their thinking and watch how they operate. When they need help, I say, yes, I'm here for them. Most of the time they talk with my wife. They don't because they know I have left the neighborhood. My mind left. My body left. My soul left them. Who are you hanging around? What book are you reading? What video are you watching? You all still here? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. Your word is real. Thank you that we are coming out of struggle. Thank you that we are out of poverty. Thank you your words speak wealth. You remember you said we should love our God and remember God who gave us power to get wealth. You said it very clear that you will supply not some of our needs, all of our needs. You said it loud and clear, wealth and riches are in our homes. If it's not there, it's not that you're lying. Our mind couldn't receive or conceive it. Lord, I pray right now that you will touch everyone under the sound of my voice. Help our thinking, oh God. You say we should renew our mind. Help us to walk in the light of your word. Your word is a light unto our pathway. Turn on the light, oh God. Cross every spirit of poverty in this house. This is a wealthy place. Every member is wealthy. Every member is blessed. Our struggling days are over. It is so. In Jesus' name.
ushers will come. Let's walk in obedience. Let's stay blessed. Praise the Lord, everybody. I need everybody to stand on your feet. I'm about to teach y'all something. We're about to sing a song that testifies to the blessings of God in our life. How many of you know that the blessings of God are in your life? I, I ain't hear you. How many of you know that the blessings of God are in your life? Okay, so the chorus of the song simply says, He keeps on blessing me. Over and over, He keeps blessing me. Now, I want this is what I want to teach you. When we get to the chorus part and we're singing that, He keeps on blessing me, everybody, I want you to take your right arm and you're going to swing it in a circle and say, Over and over. All right, let's try that. He keeps on blessing me right here. Over and over. Then you're going to point up and say, he keeps blessing me. Got it? He keeps blessing me. All right, so we'll try it again. He keeps on blessing me over, over and over. He keeps blessing me. Oh, okay, I like that. Try one more time. One, two. He keeps on blessing me. Over, over, and over. He keeps blessing me. Okay, I think y'all got it. Let's go. Now we want y'all to get with us on this song. Head this way. He keeps up. Over and over. 
declare that word one more time. Blessed shall I be in the city. Blessed shall I be in the field. When you come, when you go, when they see you, they will know. Everybody clap your hands. Let me see you clap. Now this next part is real simple. We're just going to declare that he keeps on blessing. Tell us, help me out. He keeps on. Come on. Everybody put them hands together. Say, keep on. Keep on. I'm going to Let me see you put them hands together. Declare it. Keep on. Come on, Soprano. Help me out. Let me hear you say it. Keep on, keep on, say it again, he keeps. Come on, let me hear you say. So keep on, keep on, he keeps on blessing. Come on, let me hear you say. So keep on, keep on, do it again, come on. So keep on. Last time, real big. Praise the Lord. God keep on blessing me. Please allow us to celebrate some of our graduates that are here. Amen. We are grateful to Almighty God for the accomplishment of these young brothers and sisters. Is Ariana Aaron in the house? Will you please come down? Amen. Some of them goes to 10 o'clock church. All right. What about D'Angelo Henderson? Praise the Lord. Come on, help me celebrate. What a blessing. This is our way of saying thank God for all these success stories. Amen. Yes, sir. You just stand right where you are. I like your hairstyle, too. No, seriously. Can you imagine if I have one of those? I can say, the Lord said. <laughs> I want to get on the devil's nerves. Lakeja Norris. Praise the Lord. Amen. Isn't she beautiful? Amen. All right, Rosenthal, this is Ahija. All right, praise the Lord. Look at that. Pineview High. By the way, if you see a jacket like that, that means he's smart. 
They don't give this jacket away for free. You have to earn it. I know about them jackets. All right. What about Shaw? Akia? Is that work? Well, praise the Lord. Just like our pastor. He knows how to make money. Jessica Grace. Oh, that's my neighbor, you all. Praise the Lord. Joshua Wells. What a blessing. Is it a coincidence that all these young people are good looking? Or, or it's just this year? I'm proud of you, sir. That's a young man with over a million dollar worth of scholarship. Madison Wilson. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a blessing. Oh, that's a preach kid. Amen. I remember when that young lady was young, I have a habit when you all are not looking, I'll be messing with your kids. I will say, what do you want to be, become when you grow up? It's amazing how thinking is big. I love it. Well, well, well. Miss Harris. Where are you? All right. Amen. We finally found somebody. God for you, my sister. It's a nurse, y'all. It's a rich one. And another preacher kid. And it's a blessing. She went to a very good school. The same school that my doctor went to, Dr. Greg Bethel. Spoke very highly. I was supposed to, to go to the same school. I was too poor. Praise the Lord. Where's Mr. Williams in the house? Oh, praise God. Miss Williams. Praise the Lord. What you're looking at now, these are millionaires. Say amen. Randy Brown. You know what is good about these precious people? They started something and they finished. Amen. Oh, you can do better than that. <laughs> I know a lot of people. They started all right, but they never finished. 
We are so proud of you. Amen. Now, I know you all are so consumed with time, but I want to bless you. I'm going to ask each of them to tell you and me what is their future plan. And I just don't want you to be hearing. Listen. There's a difference between hearing and listening. And somebody's going to say something. I, I've never practiced with them by the way. That's, that's, I just know how to get blessed. And I'm trying to make sure you don't miss this moment. Because some of the kids that you see today, they may be your judge, your president, your lawyers, your doctor, your school teachers tomorrow, your nurses tomorrow. And then you can remember, have a flashback and say, I was in the church. When this little creature has to let you know what God can do. Tell me, what's the game plan for the future? Um, I plan on working for right now, but um, for next summer, I plan on um, auditioning for Texas Outdoor Musical. Oh. Hey, good morning. Um, Lauren Harris, parents, Lisa and Destin Harris. Um, I graduated with Bachelor's of Nursing. And so right now, um, my plan is just start working. Um, I got a job offer on a cardiac unit at Houston Methodist in Houston, Texas. So that's going to be the plan right now. Eventually, ICU nurse and then go back to school. So, yes. My name is D'Angelo Henderson. My parents are Yule uh, Hen and Megan Henderson. Uh, I'm going to University of Lafayette to get my bachelor's in health information management. My name is LaCage Norris. I just graduated from Pineville High. I am going to be attending LSUA to major in nursing. My name is Ahadja Rosenthal. My mother is Catrice Mason, and I'll be attending Southern University to study in sports medicine. My name is Jessica Story. My mother is Tanya Story, and my father is Dennis Story. I'll be going to UL for secondary education and later pursuing realty. My name is Joshua Wells. My parents are Avon and Amanda Wells. Graduated from Pineville High School and have received an associate's degree from Northwestern State University. I plan on attending Tuskegee University to major in mechanical engineering. Hi, my name is Madison Wilson. My parents are Matthew and Mallory Wilson. And I just graduated from Alexandria Senior High in three years. And I plan on attending Xavier University um, with a major in biology pre-med. Come on now, you all can do better than that. Celebrate. We love you. We are very proud of you. Amen, somebody. You may be seated. What an awesome God we serve. There is a field of living called valuation in economics. 
And I'm standing here. If I tell you the net worth of what you just saw now, it will blow your mind. That's money in the bank. You all feel me? <laughs> you talk about tithes and offering, you just saw it. Amen. In various fields. Let's all stand together as we read the word of God. The book of John, chapter 11, verse 4. Oh, how I love Jesus. St. John, chapter 11, verse number 4. 
The Bible says when Jesus heard what he heard, he said, this sickness is not unto death. But it is for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Let's pray. Before we minister the word of God, I want to pray for your healing. Father God, I thank you that your name is Jehovah Rapha. You are a God that healeth us. I thank you today for another day. David said, I went to bed last night. I woke up this morning because you, God, you sustain me. Thank you for another day's journey. Lord, we thank you because your word said you send your word and you heal the people. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will send your word to us this morning. Somebody is here believing God for restoration in their body, restoration in their emotion, their soul. Father, we decree and declare healing in this house. From the crown of our head to the soul of our body, let your healing virtue flow freely, unhindered, without any interruption. I decree and declare healing in our body today. I decree and declare healing in our emotions today. Depression, you will have no place in this house. We bind every spirit that is not of God in this house. Lord, I thank you for healing us right now. Touch our body. Touch our soul. Touch our spirit man. We command every organ, every tissue to function for the purpose for which you are created. We speak to spirit of cancer, heart attack, arthritis, any form of sickness in this house. We bind you in the precious name of Jesus Christ. We shall live and not die. You said it, we believe with long life. You will satisfy us and show us your salvation. We tap into that anointing right now. And we say yes and amen to your word. Yes and amen to your will. Yes and amen to your ways. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. By faith. We decree and we declare this morning, all is well. In our home, all is well. In our body, all is well. In our finances, all is well. Give your servant grace to preach the word. Help your people to hear and receive the word. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk briefly on the subject titled, 
the glory of God on display. The glory of God on display. The passage that I just read to you in the book of St. John, chapter 11, very familiar story. Lazarus, a friend of Jesus Christ, is sick. Mary and Martha decided to send for Jesus Christ. Notice their message. Your friend, Lazarus, is sick. I can stop there and preach to somebody. When there is sickness in your body, what do you do? Stand for Jesus. When the devil is knocking at your door, what do you do? Send for Jesus. When the enemy is messing with your mind, what do you do? Send for Jesus. The Bible said, Mary and Martha, they didn't stop there having pity party. When the enemy start messing with their loved ones, they send for Jesus. The Bible said Jesus received the message. And the Bible also said Jesus delayed. And then you get to our text for today, John chapter 11, verse number 4. The Bible said when Jesus heard about Lazarus' sickness, Jesus said, the sickness is not unto death. But that sickness will end up for the glory of God. Please permit me to mention, I learned long ago in my Christian journey, before the glory, there has to be a story. Many times I will come to you and say an, Afri an afraid African preacher is a storyteller. What I'm letting you know, before you have the glory, it's always a story. In fact, I will go further to say there can never be a glory without a story. You hear me say people see the glory but they don't know my story. Always pay attention, not just to the glory, but the story behind the glory. Whenever you see the glory, ask the question, what is the story? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, somebody. Jesus said to his disciples, he said, children, I want you to know this sickness is not unto death. It shall be for the glory of God. I am here this morning to announce to somebody, whether you are here inside the house, whether you are out there live streaming, 
whether you're hearing me on radio, whether you're, you're watching this on television, I hear the Lord say, whatever you're going through right now, it is not unto death. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. Whatever you're going through right now, it shall be for the glory of God. Somebody shout amen. amen. I decree and I declare that situation is not here to kill you. That situation is not here to destroy you. I hear the Lord say, whatever you're dealing with this morning, it shall be for the glory of God. If you receive that shout, amen. amen. That condition, that situation, that circumstance that you're faced with, I hear the Lord say, it will not kill you. It shall be for the glory of God. If you receive that, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Watch this. This is what made God amazing to me. Right after Jesus said those words, the Bible said, Lazarus died. Now it looks like it's over. It looks like all hope is gone. The Bible even made it so clear. I love the word of God. The Bible said not only did Lazarus die, Lazarus was buried. Not only was Lazarus buried, they said Lazarus has been in the grave now for four days. Not only has Lazarus died, buried in the grave for four days, they say homeboy is now stinking. How? I'm trying to help somebody. Somebody here, you're feeling like it's all over. In the natural, it looks like all hope is gone. I wish I could testify sometimes. I've been there. I know what it is to look at all the circumstances, all the situation you find yourself, and you say, this doesn't look good at all. It's over. But today, in the name of Jesus, I stand here as an oracle of God. To decree and declare it's not over until God said it's over. You better shout amen right now. Your life is not over. Your marriage is not over. Your career is not over. Your business is not over. Pastors, listen to me. Your ministry is not over. I say it again. It's not over until God says it's over. 
You know, wherever human beings put a period, that's where God starts a new sentence. Are you all listening to me this morning? I've had decades to what God in action. Today, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare a new beginning in your life. If you receive that, shout amen. amen. A new beginning in your family. A new beginning in your finances. A new beginning in your home. Even on your job, I decree and I declare a new, brand new beginning. Why can I say that? I'm glad you asked. God can turn something ridiculous into something miraculous. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Hallelujah. The things that are impossible with men. <laughs> the Bible says they are possible with God. Amen, somebody. Sister Martha felt like it's too late. And there are many people under the sound of my voice today. You feel like it's too late. Too late! You're saying to yourself, too late to start a new career. Too late to start your own church. Oh, I wish I'd done this when I was younger. Some of you are saying, too late to find a husband. The enemy is reminding you over and over again, it's too late. How do I know the work of the enemy? In John chapter 11, verse 21. Miss Martha said, Lord, if you had been here, if you were, if you were here, my brother would not have died. Today, I'm here to announce to somebody, your delay is not a denier. Open your mouth, shout Amen. Yes, Jesus got the message. We cannot deny that. Yes, Jesus heard the news. And yes, Jesus delayed to come. But I still about to tell somebody, your delay is not denied. I don't know what has been delayed in your life. But I stand here at the altar of Almighty God to decree and declare delay. It's not a denial. I believe I say that again. I don't know who I'm preaching to. I said delay. It's not a denial. If you receive that, say amen. amen. It takes the spirit of faith to see beyond your now. 
One thing I love about Martha, Martha didn't stop there. Martha proceeded to say, even now. Somebody shout, even now. Say like you mean it. Even now. Martha said, I know. Whatever you ask of God, God will do it for you. I came to tell somebody, whether you are in the house or live streaming or wherever you are, even now, God can heal your body. Say amen to that. Even now, God can heal your broken heart. Even now, the things are looking possible in your face. God can turn things around. Even now, God can still promote you on that job. Even now, God can still elevate you. Who am I preaching to this morning? Your faith is no faith until you come to a street called even now. Been there. All hope gone. Situation don't look good. But I have to learn to say hallelujah. Anyhow. There are some praise that you give to God, not because of what he's done, but because you're believing him to do Ah. Sometimes you have to learn to praise God on credit. Who am I preaching to this morning? One songwriter put it this way. He may not come when you want him. But God will always be on time. Somebody shout, even now. Even now, God can heal your body. Even now, God can deliver you. Even now, God can establish you. Even now, you can be pregnant. Even now, you can conceive. I always talk about Sarah. At the age 90, the book of Hebrews said, Sarah received strength to conceive. Somebody shout even now. Martha just didn't say even now. He said, even now, I know. Ask your neighbor, do you know? Oh, it's good to know. I heard the choir sing, it's good to know. Sister Martha, what do you know? You know, some people say they know but they don't know. Some people think they know everything. You ever met people like that? I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. And some people know some things. 
And some people have no clue what is going on. It's good to know. Martha said, even now, I know you are late. I know my brother is dead. I know my brother is buried. I know my brother is in grave now for four days. And I know he is thinking right now. But my faith said, even now, I know something. Whatever you ask of God. God would do it for you. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I hear the Lord say, whatever you ask of God, even now, God would do it for you. What do I know? I know my Redeemer liveth. And he's able to keep that which I trusted in his hand. What do you know? I know to be absent from this body is to be present with God. Every now and then I talk with my wife. I say, I'm not scared of dying. God has been good to me because I know something. I know if this early tabernacle is dissolved, I have a place eternal in the heavens. Not made by hand. It's good to know. Martha said, I can't speak for the rest of them, but I know something. There are some people right here. The situation you're going through has made people conclude concerning you that it's over for you. I come to tell you, it's not over until God said it's over. Some of you under the sound of my voice, those of you listening on radio, watching on television, it looks like you're in a crisis now. Sometimes it looks like God has forsaken you. Sometimes it looks like God has forgotten about your prayer. For those of you under the sound of my voice, find somebody. Just touch that somebody next to you and say, neighbor, I am not in crisis. I am in Christ. Say like your enemies. It takes a spirit of faith. To decrease some of what I've been preaching to you in this church. This is not an ordinary church. Say, neighbor, look at me. I am not in crisis. I am in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Pastor, how can you say these things? I'm glad you asked. If you remember, there was a, a story in the book of Daniel, chapter 3, verse 25. Shadrach, Meshach, and Bad Negro, they were thrown in the fire. Am I right about it? 
everybody thought it was over for them. Everybody thought it was finished for them. In fact, the king, to make sure it was over, the king said, cook the fire. How many times? Seven times. So that we make sure that they are burned up. I come to tell you, the bigger the problem, the bigger your miracle. Somebody shout hallelujah. I say the bigger the problem, the bigger your miracle. The bigger the test, the bigger your testimony. Am I helping somebody this morning? The fire that was supposed to kill Shadrach, Meshach, and Bad Negro. The Bible said the fire burned the people that brought them to the fire. Everyone that is trying to trap you, it will backfire on them. In the name of Jesus. Everybody that's trying to ditch, dig a ditch for you, they will fall into their own ditch. Oh, I wish I could testify. We don't serve a dead God. He said, touch not my anointed. Do my prophets no harm. Everybody that's trying to mess with them, God will mess with them. He said, I will bless those who. He said, I will curse everybody that curses you. I saw notice on everyone trying to mess with your health. Everyone trying to mess with your job. Everyone trying to mess with your children. I say, he shall backfire on them. Somebody shout amen. amen. When people are trying to mess with me, I, I feel sorry for them. You cannot curse what God has blessed. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you. I am blessed. Say like you mean a neighbor. I'm trying to introduce myself to you. I don't know about you. I am blessed. I can't help myself. Make sure they know. Just tell your neighbor. Say neighbor. I don't know about you. I am blessed. I am blessed. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed coming in. Blessed going out. When I woke up this morning, my house, my family, my children are blessed. You gotta get out of my way. Blessed. 
the Holy Spirit to tell you how homeboys were blessed. The king said, he said, folks, didn't we throw three people in? He said, am I, am I reading double? Didn't we throw three Negro boys in? They said, yes, your majesty. He said, but I see a Hey! He said, I see a fourth person. And that fourth person look like the son of God. I come to serve notice on somebody. There is a fourth man in your fire. Oh, glory, glory, glory. You better call the police. There is a fat man in your fire. When you see me driving, I'm not driving alone. God is with me. When you see me dancing, I'm not dancing alone. God is with me. Let somebody next to me say, God is with you. You may not realize it. God is with you. He's on your side. God loves you. God's got your back. I got to stop. Somebody is here. Everybody stand to your feet. There is a fourth man. In that fire. Who is that footman? In the fire. The Bible says he's the lily of the valley. I'm trying to help somebody. Are you still here? In Matthew he's called the Messiah. Who is that footman in the fire? In Mark he's called miracle worker. In Luke he's called the son of man. In John is called the Son of God. Who is that fourth man? In the book of Acts, the Bible says is the power of the Holy Ghost. In Romans is the justifier. In first and second Corinthians, ladies and gentlemen, God called him the sanctifier. In Galatians, God called him the redeemer. In Ephesians, God called him the foundation of our faith. In Philippians, God called him the supplier of our of all your needs. Not some of your needs, all your needs. The Bible says Colossians is the fullness of Godhead. In first and second Thessalonians is the soon coming king. In first and second Timothy is our instructor. In Titus is our faithful pastor. In Philemon is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Who is that footman? In the fire. In Hebrew is the high peace. In James is the power of our faith. In first and second Peter is the glorious hope we have. In first John, he is love. In second John, he is truth. In third John is prosperity. In Jude is our Lord coming with ten thousand of his saints. In Revelation, he is the King of Kings, he is the Lord of Lords. Somebody say his name is Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. My lily of the valley. 
Jesus, my rose of Sharon, Jesus, my bright and morning star, Jesus, who woke you up this morning, Jesus, who put food on your table, Jesus, who clothes your back, Jesus, who had roof over your head, Jesus, somebody shout, Jesus. morning I prophesy every fire you are in Jesus Christ will walk in Jesus Christ will put out every fire in your life and I want to pray with you before you leave I don't care who's looking I don't care what anybody have to say there is a God who can heal every broken heart. There is a God who can bring back every wayward child. There is a God who can fix every situation. There is a God who can heal you. If you're the one I've been preaching to find your way to this altar, I want us to pray before we go home. There is a bomb in Gilead. Jesus showed up. You know why I asked you to come? Because Jesus said, show me where you lay him. Show me where the shoe is hurting. Show me where the enemy is conniving and planning and scheming behind the scene trying to knock you out. Show me. Bible said they show him. Some skeptics were saying, Well, Pastor, it's too late now. It's not stinking. But Jesus said, Don't worry about that. He said, I'm the resurrection. <laughs> when resurrection meets with every stinking situation. There's going to be a revival. Lazarus! The Bible says he cried out. Lazarus! Comfort! And today as a servant of Almighty God, I thought I was looking for a job to practice law in the state of Louisiana. I didn't realize it was a setup. God has set it up in order my step that I end up in a place I don't even know nobody. And he commanded me to speak life into this community. I call for everything that is dying in your world, in my world this morning. I call for your healing in the name of Jesus. I comfort your finances. The earth is the Lord. The fullness thereof. God never intended for you and me to be struggling. I comfort every hidden treasure with your name on it. I comfort your breakthrough this morning. I comfort your revival this morning. 
I pray that God will heal your body. I pray that God will touch your body. I pray that God will touch your marriage. I pray that God will touch your family. I pray that God will touch your children. I pray that God will bless your household. In the name of Jesus. Lazarus. Comfort. In his soul. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, I call you blessed in Jesus' name. And everything the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around for your good. It is so in Jesus' name. Open your mouth, shout amen. Come on, open your mouth, shout amen. If you receive it, Shout amen. I want to thank you for being in church today. Thank you for studying the word of God with me. Let's continue to believe God for a miracle, for a breakthrough. This is the will of God concerning us. In Jesus' name. If you are here looking for a church home and you would like to be a part of this ministry, after the benediction, I ask that you will please come forward. We want to welcome you to this great church. My assignment is to pray for you. My assignment is to feed you. My assignment is to speak concerning your health, your wealth, your prosperity. This is a place for you, for church home. Look no further. Let God bless you. That's my prayer for you. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. I pray that he will rest with you. I pray that he will abide with you. I pray that he will lead you and guide you for the rest of your life. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We are so glad